Hey, this is Natalie Bear. And this is Julian Roberts. And welcome to the K- Kids, Kids Know Nothing, Nothing About History. history. Uh, this is our podcast about American history and stuff we know about American history. And yeah, epic. Hello, welcome back to our podcast. Today is episode three, and we'll be talking about labor and immigration. And yeah, I'm Jill, and this- I'm Natalie. <laughs> Okay, cool. Okay, so we're going to ask each other questions about immigration and such, but right now we're going to talk about labor. So, Jillian, what were some of the specific issues slash conditions unions attempted to erase or improve, and were they successful? I said that some issues they tried to get rid of were the amount of hours worked in a day in your average week. Uh Uh-huh. That's it. Okay. Uh, describe how a union functions. What were some methods labor unions used to fight for better better working conditions? A union is a club or society or association formed by people with a common interest or purpose. They fought for better working conditions by showing how useful they can be and how tough they are for work. Define monopoly and describe specifically how Rockefeller and Carnegie created monopolies in their industries. Monopoly is the exclusive possession or control of the supply of, of, <laughs> of the supply or trade in the commodity or service. Carnegie went a long way in creating a monop- monopoly <laughs> in the steel industry when James Morgan bought his steel company and melted it, melded it into U.S. steel. Rockefeller built an oil, com- an oil monopoly by ruthlessly eliminating most of the competition, which made him the richest man in the world at that time. Crazy. Uh, do you view the wealthiest American businessmen during this time, such as Rockefeller and Carnegie, as robber barons or captains of the industry? I think they mainly became... Well- really wealthy by being rubber barons because it sounds like a lot of more a lot of people had competition and wanted to do anything to beat them and they were ruthless about it okay so natalie what were some of the specific issues slash conditions unions attempted to race or improve and were they successful uh, some of the issues that unions tried to improve that we learned about in our history class are better work days because a lot of the workers worked seven days a week for like 12 hours a day. That half of the week being spent working and not being able to sleep or spend time with your family. They also worked really hard to change how much they paid for how much they were working, it's kind of crazy that they only got paid like one to three dollars a day. They eventually got the pay to be better and also get some days off and shorter work hours. Describe how a union functions. What were some methods labor unions used to fight for better working conditions? A union is pretty much a group of people who want to have and keep good and reasonable conditions for their work. Some ways they helped to fight for better work conditions was refusing to work for their employer until the employer agreed to their conditions. Some unions would make union shops so that when someone new was hired, they would have to join the union or be fired from the job. Define monopoly and describe specifically how Rockefeller and Carnegie created monopolies in their industries. 
A monopoly is when one company or person controls a certain industry. For example, Andrew Carnegie was the king of the steel industry during the height of the time of railroad construction in the U.S. He was one of the most well-known people to supply steel and for whatever price he wanted because he was the only person in the steel industry. Rockefeller was also a creator of a monopoly. He worked in the oil business. He was able to create a monopoly by controlling the prices and buying out comp competitors. Do you view the wealthiest American businessmen during this time, such as Rockefeller and Carnegie, as robber barons or captains of industry? Explain your answer. I think that American businessmen are captains of industry because they know how to play the game. They know that everyone wants to buy from them. They still offer a good price, but it's just a little bit more now. I mean, maybe at the height of their careers they seemed like robber barons, but I think that they make up for it by giving back to their country and being good people. So, what were some of the specific push-slash-pull factors for immigrants during the 19th and early 20th centuries? Some push factors that immigrants had to get away from their country were poverty, no job, starvation, corrupt government, and no freedoms. <laughs> some pull factors that pulled immigrants toward the United States was a chance for a better life, wealth, lots of land to move on to, family lives there, and jobs. What kind of discrimination and prejudices did newcomer Americans face when immigrating and living in the United States? Good. People hoping to become a citizen of America had to go through either Ellis Island or Angel Island. There, they were interrogated by people about their life and health. Some people would be imprisoned there for years for stupid reasons, and some people who seemed a tiny bit off or sick would be sent back to their country and be separated from their friends or family who got through. Irish Americans and Chinese Americans were called evil and stupid. They were faced with a lot of discrimination and violence, especially Chinese Americans, who have been victims of the largest lynching in history. How did newcomer Americans attempt to resist prejudice, maintain cultural pride, and stay safe once in the United States? They resisted prejudice by fighting back and advocating for themselves and their rights. Many immigrants would move into communities with people who share their language and culture. Chinatown is definitely the largest town full of one type of people that were immigrants during this time. Pick two important contributions and celebrations of immigrant groups during this time that you think students should learn more about. Why is this something we're celebrating? Two important contributions that immigrants brought to the U.S. that students should learn about are the railroads, which were built largely by immigrants, especially those that were of Chinese Americans. This is pretty cool because you can see all the work that they did, and it's still up to date. Italians also have established a large community in New York where a lot of population is Italian. What were some of the specific push-pull factors for immigrants during the 19th and early 20th centuries? Some pull factors are that people want better jobs slash life opportunities and better for better lives. Push factors are that they didn't have good lives in their country from diseases or like religion, religious region, reasons. Uh -huh. A great deal of that of the causes of the Irish 
people's need for a new country were the push factors. Or the push, push factors. These included the religious discrimination and also the economic stress that the country was under. Social push and pull factors that promoted migration from China, such as the desire to live in a safe, secure environment with family and friends like the paper sons or the paper daughters with the opportunities of employment and wealth in America. Push factors are the many reasons. Oh, and for France, uh, push factors are the many reasons why people left France, uh, such as persecution, fear, natural disasters, poverty, and unemployment. Pull factors uh, are the reasons why people move to the United States of America in search of freedom, safety, stability, and new opportunities. And then the last country I'm talking about is many push factors that pertain to Mexican immigration are things like violence, economic troubles, persecution, and war. Although Mexico is not a third world country, some areas of poverty and violence stricken on levels that we don't see in America. Sweet. Uh, what question are we on? What kind of discussion? Oh, what kind of discrimination and prejudices did newcomer Americans face when immigrating and living in the United States? That there was a lot of violence and people treating them differently, and there were many racist people who didn't want them there. How did newcomer Americans re- attempt to resist prejudice, maintain cultural pride, and stay safe once in the United States? They found towns or cities with people more like them and did what they were told most of the time to stay out of trouble. Pick two important contributions or celebrations of immigrant groups during this time that you think students should learn about. Why is it something worth celebrating? I chose holidays for mine because people don't know a lot about how holidays, like, these holidays can be. And so the first holiday I chose was St. Patrick's Day. Uh because it's from Ireland and it celebrates Irish culture and shows their culture and how it is like in Ireland. Uh (laughs) It particularly remembers St. Patrick, one of the Ireland's patron saints who ministered Christianity during the 15th century. And my second holiday is Halloween. And it's another holiday celebrated by the Irish. And it was brought to the U.S. by Irish immigrants who used to celebrate the evening before Catholic festivals of all saints day it was all about remembering the souls that had not made it up to heaven and keeping their transience of earthly existence in mind it was probably the memento mori aspect that introduced the widespread use of skulls as the representative symbol which was ultimately extended to include the other symbols of death and decay. Okay, well, thank you for listening to our podcast. It's been dope. What do you have to say, Jill? Thanks for listening. Pretty cool. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Well, we'll see you later on the next episode. Okay. Period.